0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Goal Line Podcast. I am your host, as always, Russell Goddard, and we are in the fucking swing of preseason, baby. We got stories going. Football is in the air. You can smell it. Mid-August. Deshaun Watson news finally came down. Uh, Some trade requests. Roquan Smith, a great middle linebacker in this league. Lamar Jackson on some contracts. Uh, he kind of spoke out saying, you know he's full go. He's gonna play whether he gets a contract or not. I hope he gets done. some Zach Wilson news in the knee, positive news, but still could be out a little bit. And uh, watch the first episode of hard Knocks. still need to watch the second episode. just been busy, uh, but I liked it. I, I, I did I did like it. I liked me some Dan Campbell. so we're gonna talk about football. We're gonna get into it as always. but before we do, please go ahead and rate review subscribe please to tell your friends tell your families it helps I, I appreciate everybody that has and will do let's talk some ball. all right well we'll start with the breaking news from today it finally came down the nfl and the nfl players association met had meetings and i guess the past couple days there were talks to come to an agreement with deshaun watson uh not not a year but more than the six games with a with a fine attached and after first after the first week went by, I, I said it. I said this is not going to be a year. It's as soon as it gets. The longer it gets, the less time it, it, it'll become. And I, it, it, clearly, there's not, not going to be no lawsuit because the NFL Player Association agreed to all these terms. And it's 11 games. It's at 11 game suspension. So he's going to return week 13 against Houston. I think it's at Houston. That's when he's eligible to return. Five million dollar fine. I think it's the biggest fine in the history of the league. Uh, one of the biggest fines ever. In sports I mean to just find a player uh in American sports I mean, it's not not a lot It doesn't have that's that's a lot of money seven seven dollar figure fines it's a lot that, those are big fines uh for players now maybe the, I think that you know there's definitely been some owners that have gotten some you know seven figure fines uh but five million dollar fine that's, that's that's no slouch of a fine and he's misses 11 games so now we got this it, it, we have some clarity Deshaun Watson, we know he's going to be suspended for this certain amount of games. There's no more appeal, this or that. It's done. He has three weeks left. Then he's out of the team facility, I think until like mid-October or late October. Then he can come back to strictly work out. And then I think mid-November, he can come back and and practice with the team. And then December 3rd, I believe, is that game against Houston. So that's a long time to be away. And now you have three weeks left. What do you, what do, you do if you're Cleveland? You got to get Jacoby Brissett ready. Now, do you start sniffing around for another quarterback? But you think about it, you got 11 games. Six games, Jacob Brissett can stay in there. Jacob Brissett for 11 games? I- I'm sorry, folks, but I-, I I don't think I can have Jacob Brissett be my quarterback for 11 games. But when you think about it, this might just have to be a lost season for the Cleveland Browns. And when you are Haslam and you are Stefanski and you are, uh, you are uh, Andrew Barry. You signed this guy for $1 million this season, knowing with all these allegations that were going on now, some more came out, it did this and all that, but you gave him guaranteed money, knowing that more than likely he was going to be suspended for this season. You just got to take it what it is. You know, I put on my Instagram, Jimmy could could this possibly be an open door for Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns? Then I really started thinking about it and I said, why would they do that? They're going to trade for Jimmy and have all that money? I mean, sure, for 11 games, but then what do you do? What if what if what if week thirteen comes by and I mean you have a good record, you know what what if through eleven football games you, know, you have seven wins, you, you you just move Jimmy aside who's been there all season. I mean I know you're paying this guy a lot of money, but then you just, you're just letting Jimmy sit there, so now Jimmy just becomes a twenty-seven million dollar. He wouldn't. I mean obviously you'd probably take a little pay cut. They'd probably get him for like eighteen to twenty, whatever it would be. The Niners would would pay some of it. But still, so what are you making, a a high, low low 20s, high teens backup for Deshaun when he comes back? I don't know if the Jimmy thing works. If it was the whole season, I can see it. I I think there may be some other quarterbacks around the league, some backups, tears, that that probably gravitate, that the the, the Browns want to try to gravitate there, because is Jacoby the guy? He's not. I, I mean, there's no way they can win. I think their first... When I saw it, was their first six games. I think they were... I think they were very winnable football games. Um, almost all of them. They were going to be favored in at least four... I think it was four of them. Uh, like, I got... I was, I'm pulling up a schedule here. Yeah, so it's at Carolina. And, I mean, Baker Mayfield's pretty much... Let's... Mayfield's going to be starter. They pretty much announced it by now. It's fucking Matt Rolls trying to do this, this... This song and dance about how it's still a battlefield. And I understand that. It is what it is. Baker's going to be the starter. But... I mean, at Carolina, Cleveland's a. I don't know what that was. Cleveland's definitely the more talented team. Now Carolina's got some talent, but Cleveland's the more talented. That's Joe second win. That week one, yeah, week one, of course. Then they have the Jets. Zach Wilson, we'll talk about in a little bit. He's up in the air for that. We don't know who's going to be. The, it's going to be Joe Flacco. It's at. It's a Cleveland. I mean, more talented team there. And then you have you have the Steelers, but you have them at home. You have them at home. Then Atlanta. Then you have the Chargers. The, the stretch, that stretch right there, those those games, the, the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers, and the Browns, all four of those are winnable games. All four of those are very winnable football games. For even with Jacob Brissett as their quarterback. Early in the season, the Steelers may be trying to figure it out where they're going Kenny Pickett, they're going Mitch. It's at Cleveland. You know, maybe it's a defensive matchup, low scoring game. You never know. A fumble here, anything can happen, right? Then Atlanta, the Jets, and Carolina. But then you have a stretch with Herbert, Belichick, Lamar. Burrow, uh, uh, Tua and all the weapons, you know, uh, Tyreek Hill in Miami, who's a young, talented team. That's in Miami. Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Then then he comes back at Houston. Then he comes back at Houston December 4th. These, these games, Buccaneers, Bills, probably the Dolphins in Miami. That well, could be a winnable game, but it might be tough late in the season. What if the Dolphins kind of find their stride? You know, uh, Bengals, Ravens, Patriots, Chargers. How do the Browns have any chance of winning those football games with Jacoby Brissett as a quarterback? I don't really, I don't see how they'll be favored in a single one of those football games. I can see them being favored against the Panthers, against the Jets, against the Steelers, because it's at home, and against the Falcons. But then for the remainder of of the season, until Deshaun gets back, it could be a shit show. I mean, they could go on an unbelievable losing streak. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Seven games. I think on a seven-game skit with Jacoby said is their quarterback. I, I like Jacoby. I think he's a solid dude. And I think he's a, he's a great guy to have on your team as a backup. But do you go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, maybe if you can swindle some type of deal to get him cheaper— I can't have Jimmy Garoppolo. If I'm paying Jimmy Garoppolo $17 million and we, we come out in a stretch and we go undefeated in those first four games, very competitive against the Chargers, the Patriots, the Ravens, The Bengals game is a divisional game. It's at home. Why not? Why can't we be competitive against the Dolphins? Oh, well, you know, I mean, the Bills, Bucks. those are probably going to be tough games for Jimmy to win probably, but the Browns are a talented team. The Bucks game is in Cleveland. It is November 27th. It gets cold in Cleveland, November 27th. Tom Brady at this age maybe not the great cold I mean he was the greatest cold weather quarterback of all time but you know Cle- you know Tampa Bay coming to Cleveland in November that's a that's a Jimmy Garoppolo that's literally that game says Jimmy Garoppolo win all over it it, it just it, it I mean it does it doesn't say Jacob Vertet but it says Jimmy Garoppolo they can they can win a decent amount of football games with Jimmy I just don't think it's actually feasible to happen and I don't I don't really necessarily think they should do it I think maybe this is a lost season. Pretty much, you just go out there with Jacoby, you roll it out, you maybe pick up a couple quarterbacks here or there, maybe trade for a younger-ish guy that you like his talent or are a veteran like a Nick Foles type-esque or something like that. You go out and you get somebody, or maybe if Kenny Pickett wins the job, you trade for Mitch Trubisky and just have Mitch hold you over or some shit like that. He's really cheap, and if Kenny wins the job, why would they hold on to why would they hold on to Mitch? They wouldn't hold on to Mitch. They, they they like the other guy they got too so uh, uh, they like uh, duck 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 is a fine backup why the fuck are you hold on to Mitch trade Mitch to to the to the Browns and then you pretty much just have Baker Mayfield just not as not as talented just a little more athletic I just I don't know if Jimmy to Cleveland works but 11 game suspension for Deshaun Watson and and listen I said when it came out it fit the bill because this is what the this is what the NFL does they give him six five six games for suspensions I didn't think it was any different. Like, where was the criminal act? We give guys that make criminal act four, five, six games. That's why I said it fits the bill. But then all the lying, literally, he kind of had a fake-ass apology, like, before the preseason game last week, and lying to the judge, pretty much never admitting it, just not even really saying, you know, hey, look, I fucked up, I'm a scumbag in a way, like, never really doing that. I get it. Let's bump that shit up. Okay, and and, and, and you and people are like, well, you couldn't make it 10 game. Why not 10 games? Why not 10 games so it's, you can come back and play the seven games? Well, get, guess guess who they play on that 10th game? It's the Buccaneers in Cleveland. That's Tom Brady. It's probably going to be on CBS, probably be a big CBS game because it's in Cleveland, maybe on Fox, who knows, because it's Brady. The, the NFL's probably, the, uh, uh, you know, I, I heard this from someone, I was like, why the fuck would the NFL want? tom brady and deshaun Watson. Deshaun watson's first game to be back against tom brady the poster boy the the freaking golden boy of the league against this dude that just <laughs> did they just spend 11 games for for all these civil suits against these women that he was having sex with that's that doesn't seem like that's going to fit on the same field this year seems like we definitely that's something we definitely we we drive over we, we go to the next game. how about we just send you back to Houston and it'll still be a big you're going back to Houston it'll be a big thing they can bucket blow it up whatever it is but it's not Tom Brady and you're playing Houston. So I, I don't know what Cleveland's gonna do. honestly I'd probably just roll, roll with Jacoby maybe there's something out there some quarterback that you really like to give him give him a shot. But I don't know if going spending the money to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, which Kyle Shanahan's not just going to give him to you. He's been holding on to him for something exactly like this, for this exact reason. That's why Kyle's been holding on to Jimmy. For this, for them, to, for him to go, well, you seem kind of desperate. Give me a fucking third rounder. You give me a third, you, we'll, we'll we'll pay $7, 8000000 million of his contract. That still owes you like $19 million, $18, 17000000 million, whatever it is. It's a lot of money still to pay him. What are you going to do when Deshaun gets back? And what if Jimmy's playing well? What if you're winning? Because your offense is literally catered to Jimmy Garoppolo, especially with those two running backs and a great offensive line. Jimmy literally, it might be one of the best fits in the league for Jimmy Garoppolo, if not the best. This is Cleveland. High-class offensive line, a defensive line, a defense that can rush the passer and turn the ball over, a defense that, that, that makes teams punt a lot. An offensive line that is fantastic, playmakers, running backs, two of them. Three of them, actually. I mean, I guess that kid that they, had, they went to another team, but I'm sure Kev, Kevin Stefanski is going to have a plethora of running backs because just like Kyle Shanahan and McVay, that's what you do. You just run through your backs. You got multiple of them. Helps your quarterback a lot. What are the Browns going to do? I don't know, but they're the fucking Browns, and this is probably just going to be a lost season. This has fourth place written all over in the, a- in the AFC North. Easily fourth place written all over in the AFC North. You might lose, or you might go 0 3 in your first three divisional games because, you, I mean, the Steelers, you're lucky that that one is early in the season and it's at home, but then you're at Baltimore? That's a loss. And then you're at home against the Bengals the next week on Halloween? Primetime game? Is that Thursday night football? That's a L. That's a big L. That's a Joe Burrow carving you up because. Job, Kobe, Rashad, whoever your quarterback, not gonna be able to handle it. I, I just, I mean, you're gonna 0 and 3 more than likely against your division. Maybe you get that Steeler win, maybe. And it's only because it's early in the season. It's only because early in the season, it's at home. I know Steeler fans right now. They're not gonna fucking beat us. I can hear them. I get it. It's, it's a prime time game. It is a primetime football game. I'm pretty sure it's a Thursday night football game. That Steeler Browns game early, early in the season. Uh, if uh, I may, I might be mistaken, but uh, I'm pretty sure it is. So. Yeah, it's a Thursday night game. I'm pretty sure it's the first Thursday night game I'm back from my nice little European trip. That's my first football game I get to watch. Oh, shit. Would you look at that? Yep, Steelers-Browns, September 22nd. And it's a, that's a Thursday night game. Oh, oh, can't wait to record after that one, baby. Okay, let's get to a little some preseason action. I watched the preseason games. I, I like what I saw out of, uh, I think I actually probably watched more week one preseason games, maybe not live, they were showing them on NFL Network reruns, and uh, I was watching a lot of them. I kind of just dived into them when they were watching them at night and in the morning when I'm doing my thing, uh, and uh, I, I liked what I saw to some, to some some of these teams. I was watching the Cowboys games, and the Cowboys game, that was atrocious. <laughs> Let's be honest. I, I mean, I was watching the Bills and the Niners and the Steelers, and we got playmakers here, and guys are making plays like Khalil Shakur, uh, the wide receiver for the Steelers. Uh, The Niners have got just running backs and and, and edge rushers and, and, you know, guys everywhere. The Cowboys, they might be in some trouble here. (laughs) I was watching this game, and I think the start of the fourth quarter, commentator mentioned that the Dallas Cowboys had more penalty yards than they had total yards in offense. They had not scored a touchdown yet in the game, and I understand, Russ, it's preseason. I get it. I get it. Let, let me finish first, okay? Please, please let me finish. Can I? Okay, I'll continue. They had more penalty yardage than they did total yardage. No no scores on the board. And I get it. Preseason. But then you go back and you look at last year. They led the league in penalties. They led the league in penalties. Then you go back and you look at their last game, which was a playoff game at home, that they were favored by, I believe, four and a half against the Jimmy Garoppolo-led San Francisco 49ers. They had 14 penalties in that football game. 14 penalties in a playoff game. This is coaching. This is Mike McCarthy. I don't care that they're second string and third string guys, the guys that might not make the team that are fighting. It does not matter. It does not matter. That is a, They had they had 17 penalties. 17 penalties against the Broncos last weekend. 17 penalties. In their first preseason game, you know what that means? You're not you're not locked in. You're not buttoned up. You are not fucking mentally there. Your coach is letting you be off in la la land. Like this is that 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 is nuts to me. But you know what most majority of penalties are? You being lazy on a play. You not knowing the play. You fucking up on the play. Honestly, you're not giving 100 percent effort. You're not mentally there. That that's all that's all under the coaching umbrella. That's how you get a player ready. It's insane to me. I mean, Mike McCarthy... Let's think about it. Has Mike McCarthy ever had a buttoned-up team? Think about think about his Packer years. No, I don't think so. Even the year they won the Super Bowl. They're wild men. Clay Matthews fucking running everywhere. Aaron Rodgers, you know, discount, double-check, doing his shit. You know, he, and, they were, and they were actually, go back and look, pretty decently penalized team. Go, I mean, none of his Packer teams were. And these Cowboys teams have been a disaster penalty-wise, discipline disciplinary-wise, focused-wise. Culture-wise. It's what it's what I've seen. And Jerry Jones wants to beat his chest about, I'm going to ride with this guy. I'm not going to fire this guy. 17 penalties in your first preseason game? You had more penalty yards than you did total yards of offense? I don't care that you're in a preseason football game. These guys are competing for jobs. These guys should be out there wanting to win. You, it's your job to lead these dudes. What are we doing here? I think the Cowboys are in trouble. I think the Cowboys are in trouble. I think Mike McCarthy is a fucking limp guy, like limp, limp guy, just, just bleeding, just bleeding in the water, sharks are circling around, fell out of his boat, he was drinking a Mai Tai, he had his fucking sun hat on, you know, his big fucking f- f- t-shirt, fell out of the boat, was bleeding, cut himself, sharks are circling. I think the sharks are circling on Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones is starting to feel a little Al Davisy. And I was a little young, you know, when Al Davis, you know, in the obviously in the nineties and stuff like that, in the early two thousands, I really got to. It's he just started just holding on to things a little too long, and it just it just didn't really started going well. He made bad business decisions. Yeah, Jerry Jones has been, I mean, one of the best business decisions the NFL has ever made. He's, he's made, he, the reason why the NFL is in Las Vegas, Jerry Jones. The reason why the NFL is in Los Angeles, Jerry Jones. Stan Kroenke is Jerry Jones, one of Jerry Jones' best friends. Like, the NFL, Jerry Jones makes a lot of money for the NFL. The NFL likes Jerry Jones. The owners like Jerry Jones. But my God, I mean, it's been 25 years since, since they won the Super Bowl, right? They have three playoff wins in twenty five years. It's insane. They don't have back to back. They they they've never have they haven't had back to back playoff wins in a single season since the last time they won a Super Bowl 25 years ago. And and you have a coach that is leading the league in penalty yardage and not I mean, I repeat, not showing up in big time games when he needs to, when he's favored at home in a playoff game against a Jimmy Garoppolo that's Ephesus 49ers. It's insane to me. I've been saying it for a while now, Mike McCarthy, I think he's a loser. I think he's a loser coach. I don't see how he's leading these dudes. And honestly, like, yeah, this team has got some talent on it. It really does. Uh, but I just, I think you get beat up in the trenches by the Eagles. Both sides of the ball. I think I think you get outcoached by Seriani. This young kid who I didn't had questions about, but I actually starting to really like. They got a defense coordinator that wants to kick your ass mike mccarthy he just wants to show up and then i don't know what he really wants to do after he shows up doesn't really seem like he really wants to coach football most of the time i mean we're getting i mean your team coming out like this i i i got red flags big red flags on the dallas cowboys this year uh roquan smith let's do let's, let's hop around a little uh, nfl news roquan smith requested a trade i believe beginning of the week maybe the end of last week Roquan Smith is a fantastic middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears. I think he's going on his fifth season, fourth or fifth season. He has been a phenomenal, I, I mean, he has been pretty much the only bright spot in Chicago. I, I mean, I know when Mitch was there, he was there when they went to a couple playoff games, and they had some, but he was just, he's been so good. Him, Fred Warner, those guys, I mean, they're, 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 they're elite linebackers. But he wants the fuck out of Chicago. Why? Because it's they're a mess, and I think they're going to suck. And honestly, I think he kind of got there, and they don't want to pay him, they, which they should pay him, the money that he's asking. But he's they are offering a pretty good contract, and Roquan is definitely a guy that likes his history, football history, and passionate about it. He talks about Urlacher all the time and, and great linebackers in the Chicago history and just in, in general and you would think for that kind of historic franchise out of the linebacker spot, you know, he would take a little bit less money. To me, that just says what the culture of the Bears are right now. I don't think these players maybe agree or have it in them that they're heading in the right direction. To me, that starts with the head coach and Matt Uberflus, who's a defensive guy. He is a defensive coordinator. And your best defensive player, probably the best player on your team, is does it wants to leave? Doesn't want to be there? You can't convince him to take a little bit less money? Maybe give him a little more guaranteed? I, I, I mean, it's it's sad because, I mean, listen, I want Roquan Smith to be on a good football team and wreak fucking havoc. I, I really do. Roquan Smith would be with, like, a Bill Belichick would be sweet. You know, go go with, like, a, uh, like a Robert Sala, or, like, a I mean, even, like, a Pete Carroll kind of guy, you know, would be sweet. I, I just... It might be one of those things where... A player kind of knows my career might be wasted here because I'll i be honest with you folks I, I don't think the Bears gonna be any good next year and, and the Bears aren't gonna be very good unless Justin Fields is good and I don't I don't think their coach is gonna be very good and I like Ryan the new GM that they got but for him to come out and say that they're gonna take back the north uh, you just after you've been there for fucking two minutes and your opening press conference when you still got to play Aaron Rodgers and also the Minnesota Vikings. Ain't no slouch of a football team. It's just, it, you've been as bad as you are for as long as you have been. It's just, it's 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 outrageous. You just, you're just you coming in too hot, buddy. Let's take a fucking, let's take a step. You have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Justin Fields is going to get absolutely destroyed week one against San Francisco 49ers. Nick Bosa is going to have a field day. I mean, I repeat, a field day. I might take over on his sacks, which is probably only one, maybe one and a half. I might try to see if I can get him at two and a half sacks, because I think that he's going to eat Justin Fields' ass alive. I, I I believe it. I think the Niners absolutely demolish the Bears week one. That's that's I mean that's my lock. We got three weeks away, more than three weeks away from that football game, and I'm I'm calling it right now a lock. The Niners win by at least we're gonna go. We'll, we'll set the line. The line's probably at seven and a half, Six and a half The line's probably at shit. I'll set it at seven and a half. They'll win more than, by more than a touchdown. Seven and a half points. It's a lock. It's your first lock of the year right there. I, the Bears are probably going to suck. I bet the Bears are going to compete for a top five draft position this coming season. I, I don't expect them to be very good. I, we'll see what Uberflus has. They have de- they have some talent around the team. Like Darnell Mooney, I think, is a really good wide receiver. Um, I think they've had, you know, some uh, that Khalil Herbert kid. I think he's a good running back. Um, and I do think they have some talent along with Roquan Smith in, in, on that defensive side of the ball. I just don't think this this franchise right now has got it together. I don't think they have it together. I, I mean, you're this could be Justin Fields could be flipping through coaches. He could be going through three coaches in four years. Uberflus doesn't work out this year. All of a sudden, we go into next year. You go in, you, you start season two and six. He gets fired, and all of a sudden, you got a makeshift coach. It's just, and that's 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 never what you want, and it's how it trickles down and make someone that could maybe turn out to be talented. You come to just poorly run shop, you know, and you, I mean, you can think about it. It's like, Oh, it'd be Baker Mayfield, poorly run shop. Yeah. He was a poorly run shop, but Baker Mayfield had so much more talent than fucking Justin Herbert has to deal with. I mean, if you put Justin Herbert on the Browns, I think there's a, I mean, sorry, Justin Fields on the Browns. I think there's a what? I think it's a little bit different story there. I think he's a little more talented though, but uh, man, the bears are probably in a little bit of trouble. Uh, Lamar Jackson spoke on his contract situation, as we all know, he has been he's his own agent, he's been trying to get a new contract, he saw the Kyler money, I am sure he wants to get paid like Kyler money, but the thing about Lamar Jackson is, and the thing about why you pay Lamar Jackson is, is exactly what he's doing right now, his comments on his contract, Lamar, from day one, I had questions about Lamar, he got drafted at 32, I thought he's a talented player, unbelievably athletic, is he going to be a great quarterback, I said, I don't think so, I don't know about that, instantly, this dude wants to win more than you, he wants to work harder than you do, and he's in a fucking amazing mature dude, at like 20 years old when he was drafted, it's pretty insane, he's like 24, he's drafted like 20 years old, it's pretty nuts, and and, and from day one he's hit the ground running, Has never looked back, he's won an MVP, He's an absolute stud on and off the field. He's a very likable guy and he's handling it the right way. He's practicing. He just wants a contract and he said by 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 week 1 if they don't by the end of training camp if they do not get a contract then they will stop for now. They will stop the contract negotiations and they will go into the season. That is how much of a winner Lamar Jackson wants to be. That right there. That shows you how much of a fucking winner Lamar Jackson wants to be, and how mature he is, and why you do pay him, and you pay guys like Dak. And I understand, Lamar, he he does leave something to be desired here and there. He's gotten better every year. You know, is he ever? Is he gonna be? I I think he's one of the top talented quarterbacks in the league. You know, you you pay a guy like Kyler Murray who's very talented too, but is nowhere near as mature. Is can can handle? No, he cannot even come close to handle the things that Lamar can handle, I believe, with the media, with the franchise, with the players, on and off the field. Lamar Jackson is is he's everything you want. He's great A character guy, and he's ultra talented. Ultra talented. One of the greatest, if not the greatest runner of a football, you know, quarterback we've ever seen and probably up there top, you know, in the top five of greatest peer runners ever of all time. I've said that before on this podcast, I'm pretty sure. And uh I just Lamar's gonna get paid. And I and I've I've been a big supporter of Lamar, and I've also said, listen, you know, I've also said the uh, his side, you know, on his team side, somebody tell him to not play because he's gonna. I don't want you don't want to hurt himself, but uh, for me, I, I love this. It's part of one of the reasons I like Lamar, and I've and I've grown to like him more and more every year. I mean, he's listen, fuck it. When the season starts, we're winning football games. That's where my mind needs to be focused on, not not the money. The money will eventually come. He knows it. He's a baller. This team's going to pay him. Now he wants money that maybe the team doesn't quite want to pay, and I understand that. I understand that because a lot of this quarterback money is new to a lot of these teams now because it's getting really big, right? It's getting really big. Started with the Mahomes deal, right? Josh Allen gets paid. Aaron Rodgers gets $50 million a year. Kyler Murray making bank. You know, I, I mean, I get it. Like, it, it's just kind of resetting. And some of these, some of these owners, kind of like a little heads These GMs, kind of a little hesitant. Well, what are we doing? I mean, we were just paying our top quarterback twenty-seven million dollars a year. Now we're going to pay him forty-seven million dollars a year? Jesus, I understand it, but man, I, I think, I think if I'm the Ravens, and it's Week Five, and you're three and two, you pay Lamar Jackson. I, I, I don't care. I think by Week Five, I mean, this guy is going to be—he's—he's—he's he's, he's ride or die for your team. He's gonna be there, and I get it. The, you know the injuries, and I understand. But I love how he's handling it. I understand the Ravens' point of it, but I, I mean for Lamar to just be just be just be a, just a class act, still just doing his shit, working with the team, balling out. I fucking I just it's you gotta gotta give it up to this guy. So, but the Ravens, watch out for the Ravens here. I've picked them to win that division, and I think I'm gonna keep that prediction. Ravens winning the a- the AFC North. Uh, Let's see what else. Derwin James got a big, massive deal. Makes him the highest-paid safety of all time uh, ever or whatever. It was like $74 million guaranteed, five-year extension. I love Derwin James. Been a big fan of Derwin James since he was at Florida State. Uh, You know, he he balled out there, and he just instantly hit the NFL, and he was just this – just – just like Tyre Matthew kind of just no position kind of safety can rove around, can play the can play the slot corner, plays up top, can blitz, has has hands, can play tight ends, can cover wide receivers, can cover running backs. Oh, it Does it all. But Derwin James is just man, he's missed a lot of football games. 30, I think it was, I heard a stat. What was it? It was uh He's missed uh 19 out of the last He's only played in 19 out of the last 39. Charger football games only played in 19 of the last 39 Charger football games that's not great so he, he gets hurt now he played a whole healthy season last year and I hope he stays healthy for the rest of his career because I think he's a baller I like him a lot and I think the Chargers have a really good chance of being a great defense being a great team we'll see what Brandon Staley does I, I think Brandon Staley is learning and growing. I like what he's saying at the press conference. It's it's not as as media, like, love me, love me kind of in a way, like, support me. It's I, He's more of a realist. He's, I, I like how he's talking. He's, he seems like maybe he's grown from, learned some from mistakes. We'll see where the Chargers are at. But paying german James is big money. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, that's that's good shit. Uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Did a little uh, little juke move. Tried to juke a linebacker or whatever it was in a preseason game, and first time when i first saw it and he hurt himself and he was carted off and it was very early on and now since then we've report that the surgery that they gave was very minor they went in it was a success but the jets are not going to pay him till he's 100 percent and it kind of sounds like maybe joe flacco is going to be in line to start week one because they said it was about a two to three week uh, injury so i think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play on the safe side and say three weeks well that three weeks is 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 the first week first game of the year and if, if he's not going to practice for three weeks, then he can't play that first game. So Joe Flacco looks like he's going to suit up for the Jets Week One. Zach Wilson, with just a little minor, minor, little bone bruise, I think it was just a little meniscus, little thing, quick cleaned up, and he should be back, good to go. Try to juke a linebacker in preseason. It's preseason, dude. Maybe just slide in that instance. You know, if I'm if I'm Robert Sala, I'm in this guy's ear saying, "Listen, man, I appreciate the effort. I love the heart that you're giving me. I know you're, you know, you get lost in the moment of the game. You, we got to slide." It's week one of the preseason. It's 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 literally the first drive or second drive because he threw an interception on the first, second pass or whatever it was. You gotta slide. You we, we took you number two overall. You are our franchise right now. You are my job. If if you are bad, I get fired, right? If I am bad, you 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 are bad and you're probably not gonna have this job for much longer. You gotta slide. And that's just he's still a young guy and I, and I get it and, I, and I'm glad he's okay because I want to watch Zach Wilson. I want to see what this guy's got, especially with some of these weapons that I really like a lot. I want to see what this young, this young Jets team with Robert Sala can do. And a Lafleur calling, calling the place. You know, Mike Lafleur, not Matt. Matt is uh, is the uh, head coach of the Packers, and that's uh, Mike, is his brother. So uh, we'll see. But he's okay, I guess. You know, he could be out. Maybe this, maybe even up until week two when they play Cleveland. Hey, could it be Joe Flacco? Playing the Cleveland Browns, led by Jacoby Brissett himself, or whoever they get. I I I don't really know. Okay, and lastly, uh, Hard Knocks. I watched the first episode of Hard Knocks, and last year I remember Cowboys on Hard Knocks. Okay, all right. It hasn't really been good for a while. They've been out for it for a little bit, and I I remember maybe, fuck. 25, 30 minutes into the first episode, I wasn't, I wasn't into it. And after the episode, I just wasn't really into it. And I watched maybe the second episode, and that was it. And I was done. I I think I maybe watched maybe 15 minutes of the third. And, and, And I was just done. It just, I thought it was dead. And I came on here, and I said, it's dead, it's done. But I did watch and enjoy the first episode of Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions. And Dan Campbell has a lot to do with that. And Mike McCarthy has a lot to do why I think Hard Knocks sucked. So, I'm excited to watch the second episode. Have not seen it. Uh, For whatever reason, my HBO Max uh, just deleted off of my TV, and I have to sign back in. Uh, Unfortunately, this moment I cannot remember the password or find where it is, so I'll figure it out, and then I'll get the second episode in. But I'm, I'm curious, and they have this culture that Dan Campbell is bringing to the Lions. That is just a, you know, he starts grit. He says it in there. If you are seen it, it's grit, grit, grit. And I love it. It's very old school. We're going to kind of kick your ass. And Jared Goff just seems to be very, very focused. And I know it was only one episode, but the clips, he's sitting in the front row. He always has his notebook and his pen. He's, he's listening intensely. You can see it. You know, I just, maybe Jared Goff kind of needed a Dan Campbell to kick him in his ass, right? Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure McVeigh kicked him in the ass a little bit here and there. But McVeigh, you know, maybe we could see the best version of Jared Goff taking what he's learned from Sean and now having a kick in the ass, maybe a drill sergeant more in the way, kind of just mush him together. Can Lions win, like, seven football games? Maybe I'm being hyped up off of this one fucking... But they have some talent. Jameson Williams. I mean, they got, they got, they got some uh, uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, their offensive line is actually coming together. Their defense—I mean, Aiden Hutchinson—is he going to be the real deal? I mean, he looks good. He looks good. I'll tell you that. But they have some talent. Now they're going to play a last-play schedule, which is good for them if they're an improved, if they're a more improved team. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for—I well, think—the Lions to win seven games. But I don't know if I'm going to be too surprised if I look up and they're seven and ten at the end of the year. I'll go, okay. This team is improving. Dan Campbell is improving this franchise, so I'm I'm, I think I'm actually going to continue to watch Hard Knocks, and I I actually think it's going to be pretty good. Dan Campbell's a fucking character. They have a lot of characters on the. Aiden Hutchinson is a character. J, uh, Jamal Williams is a character. Their wide receivers and their corners, they're just they're I mean they're good TV guys, and it just seems like they all really really. Want to play and love football, and you didn't really get that from the Dallas Cowboys. I gotta be honest. You want to know why? Because it starts with your fucking coach that allows you to have 17 fucking penalties in a preseason game. All right, I'm good with my Dan Campbell. I'll take Dan right now. You ask me, Dan Campbell or Mike McCarthy, I'm taking Dan Campbell. Because what is Mike McCarthy elite at? Nothing. He's not an elite schemer. He's not an elite, you know, play caller. He's not an elite time clock manager. He's not an elite guy with the with the players. Dan Campbell's an elite guy with the players. He's an elite motivator. He's an elite ass kicker. He might not be an elite head coach. Who that's remaining to be seen. But he did pretty good when he took over for the play calling. And he buttoned down that team at the end of the year. And they were very competitive. They were very competitive. The Lions were very competitive at the end of the football season last year. They were. So, you know, they're the Detroit Lions. They're probably still going to suck because of the Detroit Lions. But I'm very interested and curious for the rest of this Hard Knocks and for the season for the Detroit Lions. Alrighty, folks, that's going to go ahead and do it for me tonight. I appreciate all the listens. I, I really do. Uh, you guys, you know, reason why I fucking do this, you guys listen. I, I really do appreciate it. So tell your friends, tell your families, that listen, we're, we're a full swing of preseason here week uh, as I'm to currently talking. The Bears, are, I think, are 24-0 on Seattle, in Seattle preseason, uh, just kicking there. But there, there's, there's some teams that play this week, and I'm going to have my eye on some of them. I'm still working. You know, I got a couple weeks here before I leave for a nice two-week European vacation. I uh, missed a couple first weeks of the season, but that's okay. That's okay. But we're in full swing. Enjoy the games this weekend. If you're watching, listen, it's football. I know it might be, you know, second or third stringers, and we're kind of off on it, especially by the fourth quarter, maybe even the second half. But enjoy a little, especially the first half. Enjoy a little football. Have a couple cocktails. Kick back. Relax. Have a good rest of your weekend. I'm out of here. Peace.